Uh, hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rhino Show podcast. Listen, if you love the Rhino Show podcast, it means you love yourself because this show is all about you. Uh, again, thanks so much for making us, you know, global top 1% in the world. Uh, we're number one Black Hosted podcast here in Canada. Um, I have an amazing uh, episode lined up with a great guest. But before you listen, if you have kids in the room, please politely ask them to leave the room. This is for the grown and sexy folks today. This is going to be a little bit of adult filtered content. Uh, my guest, my next guest is her name is Kate Callie. And what's really interesting is she literally got me to scroll stop on TikTok because I thought, <laughs> who the hell is this girl saying all these bad words and getting away with it, but doing it in yeah. such a way that is just great. So Kate, welcome home and welcome to our show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So so I think you could explain it a little bit better than me. What the hell do you do? Uh, now, I know what you do, but could you explain right. to our audience who the hell you are, what you do, and why you're saying all these bad words on TikTok that seems to be resonating with a lot of people? Yes, absolutely. So I am a subconscious reprogrammer. So everything that I do is looking at someone's subconscious mind. And the subconscious is what basically is controlling your life. It's yes. It amounts for about 95% of your daily actions, your decisions, your behaviors. So even though you might think that you're in control of your life, you actually have patterns and programs that are running below the surface. And so how that translates into like the naughty stuff and how I say cock and fuck all the time is that I actually do it on purpose. I'll tell you all my secrets. I will say cock because you're not used to seeing a beautiful woman say cock. So you know, frequently and also so comfortably. But mm. what it does is it it puts people into a mild trance. I'm also a hypnotherapist. And then once they're in a mild trance, because they're not used to it, it's novelty, it catches their attention. Then I draw it into how can we actually heal deeper, not so good negative patterns of the subconscious and then draw it into their life so people's lives can be improved. And I do work a lot with men. I have a really incredible mm. men's program about, um, it's a lot about emotional health, but it's also mm. about how to use emotional health, heal traumas of the past so that you can become attractive because that's a lot of times with, um, with men and in particular sensitive men, they repress that stuff. And you know what? L listen, I, I was raised by a single mom. My mom passed away when I was 13 years old. Um, I was stealing my sister's face masks at 13. I was doing skincare. Um, I was literally the dude that 94% of my friends were women, but I also played football. So I was super, super masculine, but I've always been in touch with my emotional side. And I love that because there's something my favorite type of male is called a savage fucking servant. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down. What a savage like servant that. is. Nice guys to me. Nice guys hit the road. Nice guys are passive aggressive. You know they're 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 trying to be cool. You know they're 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 trying to catch on to the next best thing. You know a savage servant is the kind of man that comes home. I'm a dad. I come home. I let my kids put toothpaste all over me. I get down. I have no ego. But when it's time to go to war, I'm a wartime general, which means I can flip the switch and be as strong as I want. But for me, I feel so strong and confident because I embrace my vulnerabilities. To me, the vulnerability is where the strength lies. What would you say to that? Yeah, I would say absolutely. And I think what's really important about what you just said is that you have autonomy 
to oscillate consciously with free mm. will between the sensitive surrendered you know dad side of you or the emotional side of you and then you can turn it on when you need to be savage why do you use the word autonomy on that autonomy because most people don't have autonomy and this is that's what i was saying about between the conscious and the unconscious mm. most people have no idea what the fuck is going on in their nervous system or they're looking at their life they're wondering you know why they're not anywhere why they're not having the money that they want why they're not mm. attracting the women that they want and it's it's because they don't have autonomy over what's going on in order to gain autonomy you actually need to be in your body you have Kate, to have Kate. access to your body because your body is your subconscious. Listen, Kate, this podcast, this episode today is going to be like two old best friends talking. I'll tell Absolutely. you why. This is I'm so excited to talk to you because a lot of the premise that I've designed my life, I've designed our show, our businesses is based on soulful currency. It's based on brand life. Soulful currency is a concept I came up with and I said it, it, it always it makes me smile how much society is depositing into a bank account that they don't even fucking own. Soulful currency is a five pillar system that I said, listen, vibe currency. You know, when you meet somebody, they just got vibes. You're like, oh, my God, that's already number one family right. currency. You know, yo, I'm investing in my family. Right. Mental health currency. Huge. Whatever. You know, I always say you got to make love to the mind before you go from behind. Right. Physical currency. Right. That this is the, you know, hey, what is your health like? What is, what, is, what is going? And then you have your monetary currency. And so I think a lot of people are so super, super heavy on money currency. And then, you know, again, it's like, you know, you know, leading a life of non-soulfulness is like an empty victory to, to a degree. So for you, I love the way you've taken a lot of what I believe in, to be honest with you, and a lot of why we started our show, because our show is about being curious, but it's also about provoking people's minds to live their full selves, full selves on purpose. Yes, exactly. And I and I love that because I speak to that a lot about living mm. your full self. And I, I'm pretty sure it was the video where I talked about the sexiest kind of man walks as if he has like a giant cock, right? Like this, this, this giant cock that he just, it's almost like it hangs to the floor and he embodies that bigness. Yes. And, you know, there is an aspect for a man when he's embodying his full potential, his mm. full self, because mm. it's not just about pretending like you have that energy and posturing, right? And this is where mm. the, the body language comes into play with the subconscious mm. is if you're posturing like you have mm. all your shit together and you have this like big, massive, big dick energy and you're walking around <laughs> like that, but you go back home and your life's a fucking shit show. Yes. Here's what's going to do is it's going to be an incongruency in your body language. And most people don't know how to consciously read body language, but everybody knows how to subconsciously read body language and mm. it won't feel good in their body when they talk to you. So it's not just about pretending like you're living your highest potential. It's about being it. You have to actually become that. You have to look mm. at all of like how you said the different currencies of your life. You have to mm. look at every category and up level with your free will. That's that's how we live an empowered life. Well, there's this and I go back to the word savage servant because there's this visualization that takes place. And I remember mm -hmm. I when we study the greats in life, I mean, we're talking the Steve Jobs or the Jeff Bezos or all these amazing women, you know, people who have 
you know, create the light bulbs and all this. When we actually re-engineer their history, a lot of their greatness comes from pain and suffering, right? Because yes. the reality is, is that when you own your own business or you're going after your dreams, that shit's fucking hard. And the reality is that you're also going to live in isolation. I live in a lot of isolation for two reasons. Number one, I'm extremely fucking crazy about my time on my calendar. Yeah. Number two, I, I protect my energy like a secret service protects the fucking president because yeah. I don't want people coming in my orbit to start taking away from my vision because I understand that I'm trying to go after something that probably four or 5% of the population is even thinking about when they wake up, right? And so you got to protect your dreams, but then you also have to protect your path on the way to that. Who is Kate? Who is Kate Callie growing up junior high, high school? <laughs> Good question. I actually want to want to walk you through that because something that you mentioned about how a lot of times our pain and our suffering, it makes us who we are today. Mm. If you have the bravery to face it. Yes. Yes. And if you don't have the bravery for face it to face it, then you go up into your mind, you become disembodied, you lose your empowerment and your free will. And then you wonder why the fuck you're not attracting women or not happy or not successful or whatever, right? Yes. So so growing up, I actually started practicing energy healing when I was 16. Mm. So that was like my thing. And I saw, I actually started seeing clients when I was 16. So I lived this double life because, you know, I really liked partying and all of that. And so okay. I would go to, I'd go to parties and I'd do all the thing. But I knew with such certainty, I was like, but I want to, I really want to do what I want to do here. Like I want to yeah. be my authentic self. So I would actually go around at these parties and I would collect and I would talk to people and I would get them upstairs, you know, or wherever to some room that was away from the party. And I'd lead them through a meditation so that they could experience their truth. Mm. And so that's, that's who I was. I was also struggling with an eating disorder. So I was like mm. all kinds of fucked up. Yep. And then I got married really young and I had my first baby when I was 23. Yeah. And I was married. So I was married. And then when I was 27, my ex-husband, uh, we got we got pregnant and then he peaced out. So he left the country abruptly, Wow. left me with nothing. Like I had $80 in my bank account and I was mm. pregnant and I had a kid. You know, my, my son was three at the time mm. and um, no health insurance. He canceled our health insurance. He basically just left with nothing. I remember we, we, we would have to drive to the grocery store to use mm. the toilet because like I couldn't, I didn't have enough money to pay the water bill. Yes, wow. Yeah. So it wow. was really fucked. But something that you said was the, was the thing that got me through and it's the curiosity. Mm. Because it was so beyond fucked. I was practically homeless and I couldn't pay for fucking anything. But I remember this one moment where I was like sitting on in my living room and I was like, I got really curious and I'm like, this is really fucked up. <laughs> But it was it was exciting to me. There was something mm. about it where I was like, "What what's coming from this? Who am I becoming through this?" And that's actually I had my daughter, and then that's when I started studying hypnotherapy. Mm. I did a hypnosis, and I and I downloaded from my subconscious like, "Oh wait a second, this is who I'm meant to be." And then that's what started me out on this path, and I just kept going. How have you, that's an incredible story. And I mean, again, that that's what, like I, when I looked at your TikToks, you, you had a podcast that I really like because you're talking about going into, you you work at a rehab uh, place mm -hmm. a couple of days a week or something like that. Yeah. But you talked about, you know, when you're talking about nutrition, you're like, 
you know, the first thing you say to your your group is like, well, today we're not going to fucking talk about nutrition because what the fuck time. is the point of that? You know, yeah. we we know that, you know, yeah. let's eat our fruits and veggies and all these things. But you're talking about what's behind that. And to me, yeah. I, like, again, check mark for me, because I'm just like, don't state the fucking obvious. Like, know, even even when I interview a guest on our show, I don't want to ask the same shit I could find out on Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to get into your soul to unpack something that our listeners and myself can really enjoy and then take away in a very tactful way, right? How have you been able to really get outside yourself? Because what I love about what you've done with your TikTok and the way you've engineered your content, you, you opened up by saying, I'm saying the words like cock and all these things to get people to stop scrolling. Very, you know, psychological, right? How did you get outside yourself to figure out okay, how can I get my ideas and message chopped up into these little bite-sized piece of content that's not going to scare the fuck out of people? Because people don't like yeah. the woo-woo shit. Like, you start right. talking about, you know, therapy and, you know, even, you know, soulful and people are like, whoa, you, whoa, 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 hold up. How did you manage to learn how to do that? Because I own a marketing and branding company. What we do on a daily basis is day trade people's attention. And if right. I cannot get your attention, I'm not going to get you to hear my message. So the copy, the words, the first frame, the music, these are all things that are going to get somebody to stop. How have you figured out how to do that? So great. Well, thank you very much. So it comes down to, and you probably know a lot of this, it comes down to human behavior. So humans are predictable. Humans are also very, very motivated by pleasure and by pain. They're actually seven Mm. times more motivated by pain than pleasure. And yeah. And so we have, we have three different minds and I've talked about the conscious mind. That's like basically the dumbest part of you. It's what Mm. we we're constantly thinking, which is all old thoughts anyways. Then you have your subconscious, which is your body. It's your body Mm. language. It's your emotions. And then below that you have your unconscious mind, which is like the reptile brain. It's Mm. the same stuff that a reptile has. Mm. So it's very, very interested in fucking and, fighting <laughs> and yeah. being safe. Oh, oh yeah. That's it, right? Because yes. fucking is procreating, it's survival. So when we look at a human being, we make decisions instantaneously from your brainstem, from your amygdala, based on survival. That's it. Okay, can I share? I'm I want to give you some transparency here so you can so when it. we, we so, so when we talk, you feel like you're not talking to a robot. Okay. okay. When I was 13 years old, yeah. I'm married. Before I was married and I was dating, mm-hmm. my single deal breaker for if this was going to continue on a second date with the woman, of course, I'm, I'm big mental. So for me, if some if a, if, if a girl sat down and she's just leading with her assets, you know, physical, but there was mm-hmm. nothing up here, I was like it was over for me because I need that mental connection. But the second thing was feet. Mm-hmm. Huge. Like if 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 the chick had grenades for toes, it was yeah. over. And it, mm-hmm. and it and I and I thought about it. It, it is so like it. It's carried me into my adulthood. And so people use the word fetish and all that. For me, it's not really like that crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's literally a deal breaker. Where, I mean, I remember going for dates. It's like wintertime. I'm like, yo, take off your boot. Like, yeah. And no, no, take off your sock. Right. And don't and don't give me that shit that you know. Hey, it's wintertime. Like, don't have to take care of your feet because for me, I was like, if your feet look like that, I don't even want to know what your fucking place looks like. Right. So I, I, so unpack that for me. Like, do you have it? Do you have anything when you're looking at a dude that's just like mm-hmm. deal breaker that you're just like, no. 
Yeah. Um, I actually want to, I will share and I want to touch on that because it's so interesting what you say about the feet because so patterns exist at all levels mm. always. So mm. you could look, you know, it's not judgment, but you could look at any one aspect of a person, you know, whether it be physical, emotional, or otherwise, mm. and derive a lot of information from it. And this is what I do. I do body language and I do face. Yes. Yes. All of that kind of stuff as well. Yes. But we could look at somebody's toes and derive information from it because we are all knowing when you get the fuck out of your head, mm. you drop into that deeper knowing you can actually know quite a bit. So I love, I that. love that. I also, I also love, um, so I'm really weird. I point out, this is what I do with my friends. I point out like really weird little subconscious things. And you had an ambiguity in your, in your statement. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but we have the recording. So we'll rewatch it. But you said something like, I don't just look at their ass sets. Correct. I want to know what's up here. Their ass, their body, right? So you're, mm. you're actually, you're, you were speaking to the physical trait of their, their ass as well. 100 percent so there's and some there's something in there that we could we could uncover well the reason i say that is because when i sit down typically I, for example right i'm not your typical dude i'm extremely self-aware on this because even if a girl sits down like let's put it this way you know you go out to the bar 18 years old 19 years old 20 years old i mean i was playing football in los angeles i'm from canada you know, just uh, I'm a Canadian dude. I come down to this Div 1 school. I mean, you play football in certain parts of the States. Like, you're just, it's fucking nuts. So yes. every, a lot of, I, I, I've picked up right away. Like, when, when girls would lead with just, hey, here's the physical. I, I didn't like that because I felt like this person is not acknowledging who they're talking to. Because they're putting me in the ring with, I don't know, 90% of other dudes. And I'm just not that dude. It, it, for me, that was a number one turnoff. But the moment I heard any kind of intellectuality, completely interested, peaked yeah. attention. So yes. what what would you unpack from what I said? That's what I said. But maybe you're saying, hey, this guy's giving me some subconscious shit or something. No, no, it wasn't subconscious shit. It was more just like I love reflecting things back to people, especially through people's language, because you can yes. uncover so you know so much from that i mean it could be that like it could be that you're an ass guy and also that like the, <laughs> the intellect is very important you know i mean that's what i kind of derived from it more just for fun than anything else i like that no 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 i like that so you've unpacked all these things i want i want to go okay i want to know your your process in terms of because here's what you're kind of a trifecta by the way you put out content you managed to, to ride the line of, is this going to get just crazy and gimmicky or is this backed by science? You know, your words. Um, what is your process when you have an idea and you're like, listen, this is my week's message. What What's mm -hmm. the mental process that you go through? And then you have little things and I'm going to go through your TikTok too. You yeah. know, how to be sexy. You know, mm -hmm. great. Like that's just a simple title that I'm like, even if I'm somebody that's not like, quote unquote, a thinker, I'm like, well, I can wrap my head around that. How to be sexy. OK, I'm going to listen to this. How right. do you take your your mind and your thoughts and really organize them in a calculated way to get that message out that people want to receive it? Mm -hmm. I always start with like a very, very sincere intention of mm. I want my message to be for the greater good of all. Mm. You know, I'm, I don't believe in zero sum games. I want it to be. A message that's palatable that people mm. can digest 
that hooks them because I mean you see in my TikToks, once they're once they're hooked on that initial whatever three seconds, yeah. I offer a lot of value after that. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, I don't keep it surface level. I go as deep as I possibly can. And some people can't hang in that space or or can't track it and leave me awful, you know, comments on TikTok, which are hilarious. Yes. But I always start from that place. What is the what is the message that would really, really benefit the people that follow me? And then from there, I pair it with how can I start that message by stimulating their amygdala? And then how can I stimulate their monkey brain, the emotional body? And how can I deliver it in a way where like I'm connected, you know, where I feel where they feel like I'm really talking to them. Is your con? Is you, would you say your content's more pain based or pleasure based? I don't know. It's a good question. I think I oscillate between the two. Yes. Yeah. What, what the pain ones what, do better? What What gets you going more, pain or pleasure? Mm, I like so I I go back and forth between the two. You know, what's, so, do you find you go to one or the other, or one does you know take you up two more percent, or it's even fifty fifty? It depends on the circumstance, right? Okay. Because there's we we live in duality, so there there's always going to be pain and pleasure. I think it's about having the discernment of what's going to be most useful. Because if you're avoiding pain entirely, and this is fucking drives me nuts when people do this, when they're constantly like just focusing on the positive and manifesting shit and da 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 da, like you're ignoring mm. your reality. You're ignoring your bodily sensations that there's actually a discordance in your neurology that actually needs your attention, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, so I go back and forth between the two and it kind of just depends. I don't necessarily favor one or the other. What do you think the state of uh, males are? I mean, if you if you take some of messaging from, you know, Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson Mm -hmm. and many other people, you know, there's a lot of messaging. There's a lot of statistics that are proving that, you know, guys are having a hard time. You know, they're a lot. A lot of women are just not even attracted to most guys. Most guys, you know, are we are we switching roles as males and females? Is this becoming weird? What is your what is your take on that for for men? So here's my take on it. And this is what I speak to a lot in my content is I believe and I see that there's been there's been an opening for men to be sensitive, Mm. but (laughs) but big, but (laughs) big, big, big old fat, but they get caught in in that because it hasn't existed yet in our paradigm on planet Mm. Earth of like Mm. what it really means for a man to be in touch with his feelings and in touch with his body, but still be holding a masculine space. Mm. So what happens for these sensitive men, right? And when I say sensitive also, like I don't mean that in a bad way. I actually mean the way that their neurology is hardwired feels more kinesthetic, feeling sensation than other men. That's Mm. it. They have more of a kinesthetic feeling. And I come across a lot of men like this. So as they're growing up, they're feeling what their parents or their caregivers are feeling. Mm. There might be little micro traumas or massive traumas. And instead of having, again, autonomy, instead of having autonomy over that and seeing it clearly, they're Mm. taking it on as pain in their nervous system. Mm. Then they grow up into an adult and they look around and they see a lot of toxic masculinity, which is mm. just, you know, and I, masculinity is not toxic. 
I want to make that really clear. Yes. I love masculinity. It's fucking great. I fucking love it. Right. But like, (laughs) it's it's not toxic. It's just that there's a lot of toxic masculinity present. And so for a, for a sensitive man to try and, and embody and lead with toxic masculinity, it doesn't fucking work. Mm. It doesn't feel good in his neurology. His neurology is, is hardwired in a way where it can't hold that. And Mm. so it's left him with nothing. And so Mm. instead of having the bravery and the knowledge to actually tune into his body, he goes up into his head. So Mm. then he's living from his head. And when he's living from his head, he's not living down into his cock. And therefore it's the nice guy. He's not setting boundaries. He's not speaking his truth. He's not going after what he wants in his life because he's so preoccupied being like, well, who do I need to be? what needs to happen you know how can i act and pretend to get what i want because my needs aren't being met and i'm probably have anxiety and anger and layer there's layers to it right but you can't live down into your cock if you're in your head it's true that's true if you take a pie and you say the levels of okay you know nice guys you know again they shouldn't be too nice like like there's kind of levels to it you have the nice guy that kind of starts out and he's you know he's quiet you know, he's kind of like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Right. Then you got like the nice guy that's confident, but it's like a quiet confidence. Mm-hmm. But if they're not, but if an opportunity comes along, he gets very practical and like, well, they probably won't like this. And if I say that, and then there's the guy that's like, fuck this, man, I'm assertive. Right. And I'm going to ask. And you're going to get more opportunities when you ask, but that also is going to be accompanied by more rejections. Yes. Right. So now the confidence kicks in. And so that person, then the next level is, uh oh, we went from being that confident guy that's, hey, man, he's got two balls and he's living large. Mm -hmm. But if he takes it past that, he can become the obnoxious person that nobody wants to talk to in the party. Right. And you see that to me where I see the passive aggressive or the the sensitive person that's trying to come off really hard. It's choppy. It's awkward. It is. It feels weird. It feels right. Yeah. Right. So. Where do you where do you center the nice guy? And do you think nice guys do finish last? The quintessential nice guy, you know, if we're speaking about it from a stereotype, yes. Hmm. But I don't think it's the niceness. I really don't think it's that. You know, when you said, you know, the, the man that's like assertive, like I've got a little bit turned on just the of thought of it. You know, because that's that's this is how we are wired. And, you know, we have to be in reality about that. So and they get rejection. You go on a date, right? It's like, hey, so, uh, you know, what do you want to do tonight? What do you want to do tonight? No fucking girl. We're fucking doing this. We're going here. We're going to get this going. It's like, whoa, you want to make sure that you're feeling you're in the hands of a capable person. Right. And that's where the assertive thing, I think assertive is great, it's but it's great. also knowing when to put which hat on and having yeah. that versatility to, you know, shift gears. Like yeah. I like, hey, let's go to gear 10. Okay, no, no, let's go back down to gear two. Let's right. go to gear six. I get bored. I mean, you like that. I, I can tell that about your mentals, like, you know, whoa, yeah. right? And I, I would say that if you're kept high, that'll also become a turnoff because you need somebody that knows when you need a six and then yes. when you need to go back to a 10. And then maybe you just want a one, but you want to know that person has that range of gears to go back and forth with. So let me ask you this. Were human beings meant to only sleep with one partner and get married for the rest of their lives? Oh my gosh. 
That's a, that's a really tough one. I mean, if we're married, should we be having two side pieces? You know, I mean, I, our animalistic nature, like, because right. think about this. You're talking about, hey, the confident guy, assertive, sexy. Well, that guy's going to have a pick of the draw, man. Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't believe that monogamy is our natural state of being. And, and with that said, it's not that I don't believe that that's not the best choice for a lot of people. Mm. I don't believe that it's our natural state, like forever it, monogamy. So then how do you live your, how do you live in knowing that there's some sort of BS lie to what you're like, what we're doing, you're doing, I'm doing mm -hmm. like, how do, how do you live in that space knowing that, yeah, this, this might not be the actual like primal space. You know, I, I honestly haven't figured it out yet. I'm single right now. I'm not married. Mm. I'm not partnered. And so, and so I can play in that space. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. But if you are, I mean, is that something you think about? I think it's, I think it's such yeah. a big question because people are out there pretending and there's people like, I know that like, you should not be married. And if you're married, you need to be making an agreement that you have a side piece. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Most most people who are married should not be married. And it's a fear of the destruction of their life. You know, it's it's all fear-based that they won't actually honor their assertiveness and their boundaries and do something about it. Now, our our listeners, we have a lot of listeners that listen to our show. And mm -hmm. these are people that are, you know, sometimes they come into our show all pissed off, like, fuck this Ryan guy. He's <laughs> bringing all this shit on. Fuck him. Great. And I love that because... If I speak at a conference, I want 50% of that audience to be like, fuck that motherfucker. Right. But then I want the other 50% to be like, I fucking love him. Mm -hmm. But if nobody remembers me, I fucked up the whole thing. I'm not even memorable. Exactly. So what do you want to say to our audience based on your message, your TikToks, your crazy comments? You know, that one video about the cock video, you see a lot of comments like, oh, my God, this chick really needs to get laid, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so there's all these comments, but then there's other comments that are like, and what like you, i mean you got a great consensus of like psychology pool in that comments list mm -hmm. but jokes aside it it's such an important thing of what you're saying and so that's the first thing i took from it was this is a message that needs to be out there and 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 so much so i said i want to share that message with my audience because i think i i, don't, I just don't think i've heard anybody unpack it as articulate mm -hmm. as you did and i think the one thing that really drew me in was because we're speaking about facial expressions is every time you get excited about something, you know, you're like, Ooh, you know, you get, you grind the teeth, right? Yeah, like, it, like, I'm it. like, Whoa, this went from like acting to like, Oh, she's really feeling this right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, what do you want to say about that? Cause again, I, I'm circling back to that. Cause I just think you managed to say these crazy words, but not take it off the deep end. Yeah, absolutely. I, because I, because I live it. Mm. I, I actually live it. That's why I can be on camera and, and grind my teeth and embody it because I feel it. Mm. I, I direct my life from that way. And that's really, if we look at the root of that, that's my message is like, how are you actually living your life? Who are you? Is it in alignment with what you're presenting and what you're saying? Mm. Right? What, is, what, what is your goal? Like what? Like, are, are you wanting, you know, we talk, you know, you got Tony Robbins and all these people and Sharmas and celebrities and all these, you know, what is your goal as Kate Kelly? What is the Kate Kelly brand going towards in the next six to eight months? 
in the next six to eight months, I have, I would love to get, I, I actually really want to launch another online program. I love mm. group programs. I love speaking to groups of people. Mm. I love creating spaces that are really fun and sexy <laughs> and playful. Yes. But that where it's, it's, it's like the package is so palatable and then I hit them with the healing and they don't even know it. Like that's really my goal. You know, like when I was 14 or 16, I started healing work. Like that's mm. at my essence, that's what I do. And I just like to have a lot of fucking fun with it really. And so cre yeah, creating, creating group spaces and maybe even in-person spaces where that can, where that really deep level of shadow work can be accessible to people where it's not scary because it doesn't have to be scary. As you're doing this interview, because you're so you're so co like cognizant of how you feel, how mm -hmm. do you feel? And I ask this kind of from um, I I just you know I think we've had a lot of success on our show, and I, and I know why. We really got rid of all the script crap and said, I really want our guests to feel like they're at home. I really want those gen mm -hmm. genuine conversations, right? Mm -hmm. And whether it's like a celebrity, we've had Shark Tank people on, we've had you name it, but. I don't give a shit about their PR. I don't give a shit about their publicist. I'm trying to figure out what that person had for fucking breakfast this morning because yeah. I'm really trying to tap into the human element. So as you're sitting there as a human talking to me, how do you feel? I feel good. I feel empowered. I feel like when I when I get on these kinds of conversations, like I just I can feel my dopamine increase in my body. Right. The dopamine mm. is the neuromodulator of motivation of moving towards things like I'm going to get off this call and I'm going to fucking work or meditate or dance or something you know i'm gonna put it into <laughs> i'm gonna put it into action i actually i have a i have a stripper pole in my home just for that reason really oh yeah straight up wow yeah. just right so and this is the polarity because i love being feminine Mm. Like, I love that that essence right I'm not in partnership right now and so almost every day like I'll get on my pole mm. and so, it feels good well how okay and I like that where do you like so if if I'm a, if I'm a guy and I'm listening right now yeah where do guys take it too far so it's a lot of guys will hear something like that and they're they're, they're, they're gonna go in for the kill let's be honest they're like totally. yo right oh my gosh she's giving me signals that's what they're going to do. It's like the 60 year old dude move, right? It's like, don't do that. You know, like, yeah. don't, don't do that. Where can, where do, where do guys know when to draw the line? Like you talk about, how do you know if she's into you? You know, mm -hmm. how do you know the body language? You know, she's touching your, your arm or something, right. Or, you know, mm -hmm. dangling the hair, right. Yeah. Doing all these yeah. different things. Yeah. You know, but if she's starting to sit back, like, yeah, you, know, you know, you're like, Whoa, how do we know as, as guys and it, let's title me, I'm going to title one of these clips I throw how do how should men know when to to go in or fall back? Well, it's interesting, like, you know, around the stripper pole, things like that, because I do I do open up a space where like I I will talk some amounts of my sexuality in a public way, you know, not not the whole thing, obviously. But what it does is it does bring in some types of men who really lack boundaries. They lack discernment. Mm. Okay, so they they'll come in and I think that that's really important. But in order for a man to have discernment and to have those boundaries and to actually, you know, outside of all the tips and tricks that I offer to really know what 
whether to go in or whether whether to hold back, it comes back to the body again. They have mm. to be present in their body because nervous systems mm. are always talking to each other. Our nervous mm. systems are like syncing up right now. They're literally yes. they literally are. They're yeah. they're syncing yep. because that's what happens when you're in connection. And so if a man is constantly in his head and he's trying to assess the body language too much, he's going to lack the attunement mm. which is going to make a woman not feel safe. Yes. It's yeah. about that attune yeah. it's about the attunement and then being direct with what you want and and holding space for any outcome. Mm. Mm. I like that. that. It does make sense. I I I I think I kind of go back to it's living your full self on purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Um what do you think women desire the most in 2022 right now? Yeah. Where like where's our ladies at? You know like what yeah. are what are, what are you you know? It's funny. Most seventy five percent of my clientele is females, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I started a program, a coaching program, which I just hated the word coaching because I I kind of yeah. have this thing about snake oil salespeople and all that. But I worked with a really great lady, and I'm like, no, because I'm more B two B. But you know, with my brand, people are like, well, how can I work with you one on one? And I created this brand life where I said, I want to create something that's going to intersect monetary gain with inner impact Mm. to really push out to the world and that to me is what brand life is and so dealing and spending lots of time with these women and keep in mind the age is 45 to 55 typically so careers you know heavy hitters but you know raised kids all these things you know they're always saying god everything goes back to their past and how they came up to where they were Mm -hmm. and especially that generation go to school be good be a good girl and just you know do your thing and now everybody's like, wait a second, I don't know if I'm believing all that. What do women need? What where, where what do women need in 2022? If I'm a dude and I'm saying yeah, yeah. I want to service all these fucking ladies so fucking good right now. Yeah. Where do I start? Are we talking about like in dating? What do they need? Like what which realm of I don't, I'm not even going to break it down for you. I just want okay. you to answer based on the first thing that came into your brain. Yeah. Women need to feel sexy. Mm. They need to. If you can make a woman genuinely feel sexy, she will, she will, because it's such a primal feeling, her logic will justify any motherfucking reason to be with you. <laughs> so true. So it's true. So simple, it's so fucking true. But it's so true. And that's why the nice guys finish last because mm. they're not creating polarity. They're not create, they're not in their masculine. And so the, the woman can't be in her feminine. She can't feel sexy. And do you want to know what I've noticed too? Is um there there is this weird polarity flip right now where there's a lot of women in their masculine yeah. and there's a lot of men, you know, in their in their feminine. And it's always the very masculine women that are like, I want a sensitive guy, I want someone who's nice. Just me fucking don't. Those are those are the women that are gonna be really, really neat, like needy, like bad needy and yes. critical and Ooh. criticize you for everything and, and emasculate you and basically metaphorically cut off your balls. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And, you know, my wife and I have these talks all the time and I'm like, one thing I really loved about her off the hop was her walk. Mm-hmm. It's so important to walk. Fucking walk. Mm-hmm. I see these women out here now doing their six inch peekaboos and fucking just walking like they don't know how to walk in those fucking shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, girl, go put on some sneakers, put on some flats. I don't care. But the walk is yeah. so big. 
I mean, it's Huge. the mannerisms mm-hmm. of of just being a woman, like the the sensuality of it. Yeah. And I can always tell when a woman's like, I feel really fucking great in my skin. And they yeah. just have that inner confidence that is just going outwards. And it's little things like hand gestures. It's yeah. eye contact. It's listening. It's, you know, the walk. There's so many of these things that have nothing to do with even verbal. Like, I don't hear shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just observing it. Right. Right. So you said women are not as as visual as men. Mm-hmm. So men, this is a thing. And what was your message on that? Because it was interesting because you're like, you know, as a guy, you have to understand women aren't as visual as you are. So yeah. they're going to pick up on different cadences. Can you break that down a little more? Yeah. So, yeah. So men are more visual. And so things like the walk is really, really powerful. And that's actually something I recommend to everyone when you're up leveling in your life is nail your walk because you can go to the fucking grocery store and walk like who you're becoming and what it does i know i'm not answering your question but i wanted to say this no 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 is it forces every single person that you come into contact with to perceive you in in a certain way oh yeah absolutely they perceive you in a certain way that's a feedback loop for your subconscious because your subconscious then goes oh wait something's changing here i'm becoming someone different that's how you make a change in your life go change the way that you walk but it has to be authentic. It has to be really where you're headed. Um, and then back to your question. So to speak to how women are not, yeah. So women are more typically more kinesthetic. So it goes back to what we were saying. They need to feel sexy. Mm. In order for a, a feminine woman, right? We're talking a feminine woman. In order for a feminine woman to feel sexy, the man must be rooted in his masculine. Mm. Because that gives, it's the, it's the polarity. The more the more rooted in his masculine it is, the more permission she has to experience her feminine and to like, you know, to drop into pleasure and to surrender or to be submissive, you know, and not submissive in like any kind of fucked up way, but like in a beautiful mm. like it's beautiful for a woman to feel safe enough to be submissive. And here's where it gets a little bit more nuanced is that if a man is in his masculine, but it's postured masculine mm. it's arrogance there's a big Ooh. difference between arrogance Ooh. and confidence yes it's him trying to be somebody that he really is not living in his life mm. then that safety piece is not going to be there mm. so it's going to put a woman in her feminine but there's also going to be an element of unsafety there mm. so there won't be that full surrender and that can sometimes be the dynamic of toxic masculine for wounded feminine because the wounded feminine will accept something that doesn't feel safe quite literally into her body. Literally, 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 literally wounded feminine. Say that last statement again. That's fire. I like that. You're right. No, no. Literally will let somebody in her body. Yeah. And it won't feel good, but she'll block it off. And then what? Yeah. So, right. So what happens over time in those relationships, you know, whether they're partnerships or just fuck buddies or whatever, is that her vagina will close down over time. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> you know what, though? That's such facts. That's, that's such facts. No, that's yeah. such facts. That is so that is such facts. And it's her own see- fault because she's she forego her own boundary. Right? Well, you got the you, you know how you see those Karens online, right? Everybody's got the Karen situations happening. Yes. You know, sometimes you meet a woman, you're like, yo, you need to get fucked. Yeah. As, yes. Like, like you, like there's, there's certain things. I'm like, you 
have cobwebs. You got yeah. some shit going on. You yeah. just need to release some sort of thing. There was a doctor that said a woman should at least have an orgasm three times a week. Yeah. That and so she's going, she's going through the whole motion of why and, and the science and the science behind it. And, you know, all these women are chiming in. They're like, well, I wish I could have three a year. You know, I wish I could have three a month. I wish I could have three semi-annually. Right. right. So what, what's your opinion on that? I mean, is that a, is that a, is, I mean, should it be once a day, three times yeah. a week? Yeah. As, as much as you can. I didn't come up with this statement because it's Kim and Ami, So I want to make sure I, I give her credit, but an orgasm away keeps the doctor away. No, an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. Straight yes. up, eh? Especially wow. for a woman. Now for a man to ejaculate every single day may not be best for his physical health, but for True. a woman, multiple org as many orgasms yeah. as you can fit into a day is great. So a, um, a wounded woman lets, you know, somebody wounded inside of her, but let's talk about the brain because if you have a, a wounded woman in her head, which is big because women are, you know, they're connecting the brain with the body all the time. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. if, if somebody comes in and blows their brain up and they're not ready for that, that can also have negative impacts. Yes. What do you mean by blowing their brain up? Well, you know, a lot of women are like, Oh, I just wish I'd have somebody that would sit down and, you know, like ask me about me and genuinely listen and, you know, just like, just talk to me. And then there's times where you'll see that. And the woman's completely blindsided, almost like she, because, and, and most of the times it's women that have been, had trauma, abused, mental abuse, yeah. all these things in the past. And so right. they say, well, this is what I want, but it's funny. They, they haven't done the work between what they were getting, what they want, and then what is actually happening. And yes. so on the lucky chance, they meet a dude that's like, I got my shit together. And the dude's talking to the lady. She's pretending she's here, but she's still really here. Yeah. How how should dudes pick up on that? Oh God, that's a good question because that does happen a lot. A lot. It's and the woman she's doing false advertising, and then the yeah. dude's like, "I got buyer's remorse." Yeah. Exactly. I would say I'm. I mean, for me personally, I'm trying to process it. it. For me personally, it would be to look for the incongruencies in their body language. Mm. You know? Interesting, yeah. If what they're saying is matching what their body is doing, or if what they're saying is matching how they're acting in their life. Yes. If what they're saying matches the the way that their home is. Mm. You, know? Why, you know? One thing you can look for in terms of body language, especially I notice this a lot for women, is they they do a lot of things with their mouth, you know? <laughs> tuds, 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 tuds. <laughs> and a lot of it's not a really good sign. Mm, they'll do this, they'll do this, they'll touch, they'll touch their nose. This yes. is I don't want to say always, but very, very, very often it's withheld opinions. And so yes. I would pry a little bit into that because a woman who is truly confident and comfortable with herself will speak her truth. She'll, you know, and same with men. So if you are talking about maybe something that's a little bit more intimate or something that's a little bit more vulnerable and she starts doing something with her mouth, maybe ask her about it. Be like, oh, you know, I noticed mm. that you looked uncomfortable. What's that about? See how honest she can be with you in that well, moment. You, well, your words, your words do really matter. I mean, it, you know, in yeah. negotiation, you know, the best negotiators do a great job of letting somebody else have it their way. And mm -hmm. so if I'm in a conversation with somebody 
and I hear too many your rights, I know I'm getting a counterfeit yes. I want the person to say that's right. Because when they say that's right, it's a signal to me that they're coming to that conclusion on their own. So if I say, Kate, you should do this is very different than Kate. May I suggest something? Kate, Mm -hmm. you ought to think about, or it seems like, and then I do a little bit of mirroring, right? Right. You know, and repeat back to me, these are things, these are the ways I've tried to figure out. Cause I, I, I'm sorry. I, I often think that what people are telling me is bullshit. It most so, often is. Right? So I'm, I'm literally trying to, okay, like I hear what you're saying, but I'm trying to process what's true and what's not. Yeah, I I totally agree. And most people don't have that skill. Last question. Well, second last question. Uh, I want to ask you a couple TikTok and content because I think we have a big uh, entrepreneurship a- audience. So I really love what you've done with your brand um, and chopped up the content. But do you think somebody's social media now is playing into how they're making somebody feel like on a romantic level or a dating level. Cause we talk about this a lot from the business side. Hey, if you want to work with a brand or you want to get clients, you know, you know, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, the personal branding. But mm-hmm. how do, how does it work for the personal branding on connecting with people? Because when we connect with people now, there's so much superficialness happening. For example, I'll see somebody on social and they're boom, boom, boom. And they're loud and they're living their best life. And then I meet them. It's like, yeah, I'm like, this isn't even the same fucking person. Who the fuck is this person? For me, you could slide all the way through my Instagram, TikTok, podcast, YouTube. And then go right into real life. You're like, that's fucking Ryan. That's fucking Ryan. Ryan's fucking all this fucking Ryan. I I totally agree. It's that authenticity piece. Right. Yeah. So for you. For you, I just want to know because I'm, I'm going, I'm taking your brain all over because I was really excited to chat with you today. Yeah. I'm like, I only have so much time, so I want to get as much in. But I I want to know, is there anything that you would like to say in general? Mm. Gosh. In general. Yeah. And I can preface it. I'll, I'll even preface it with this. Okay. Okay. It, like, human beings. Mm-hmm. Do I really love human beings? I love animals probably more than I love human beings. Mm -hmm. I feel like life is so beautiful and I have such a respect for life and time that I feel like a lot of people create their own problems. Um, You know, their belief systems they are approaching things from a negative perspective before they've even seen what the opportunities could be. People just literally are fucking tripping over themselves so much. And I always say like, get outside yourself, go travel, go get different perspective. So, how does somebody without doing the woo woo route start to really pick their brain apart, understand how much is coming in subconsciously, Mm -hmm. understand how much is only conscious Mm -hmm. and start to be a practitioner and surgical with their thoughts. Yes. It's such a good question. And I was going to speak to that when you first asked the question, it's, it comes down to your body. Mm. Right. So your body is always going to let you know the very next step of what needs to be transformed in terms of your subconscious. Mm. Most people, what they do is they look at, you know, the reflection of their life and they try to surgically make changes externally. Mm. They try to go in there and they try to 
they try to make more money, or they try to、mm. lose weight, or they try to get women. It's all external. You have to go internal. And when you're changing a subconscious program, you must be in a mild state of trance. And this freaks people out. It's not a big、mm. deal. We live most of our life in a mild state of trance.、Mm. The easiest way to get yourself into a mild state of trance is if something doesn't feel good about your life. Close your eyes. Notice where you feel it in your body. Like、mm. you know, if you have butterflies, you feel it in your stomach. If you have heartache, you feel it in your chest. Don't try and drink or make more money to make those feelings go away. You're you're actually using your free will to take your awareness and you go inside. Take、mm. your hand, place it where you feel it on your body, and you're now in a mild state of trance.、Mm. You've now accessed your subconscious because you're taking. You're you're going into an internal process.、Mm. When you're in that internal process, you ask that part of your body questions. What's going on? <laughs> What do you、mm-hmm. need? Right. This all <laughs> comes down to human needs. I need comfort. <laughs> I need love. I need safety. <laughs> I need boundaries. Yeah. Then you then you go out into your life and you take action on it, but only once you've gone inside first.、Mm. And that's how you access deeper layers of your authenticity. Because it drives me nuts too on social media when people are. Dancing around, and you're just like, I took two months off of social media because I was like, I don't even want to. I don't want to want to be a part of it. I need to like, I need to get deeper into my root and deeper into my truth so that I can be really, really clear with who I am. Okay, when you have all these thoughts and ideas, are you writing them down? Are you journaling? Do you have a, a folder in your phone? Do you like? I, I'm looking for those prep because I have a folder in my phone called Brain Relief, but. I do have a kind of a morning routine. I wake up really early, do a little workout. But what I did was I I wrote down all my like favorite quotes and sayings on cue cards、mm. so that I don't have my phone because I was going to my folder on my phone and it would become distracting. So I really、right. like my time in the morning. I have two small small children, so、yeah. I literally wake up early so I can have just a little bit of time before the day starts to have that uninterrupted. Right, and right. this has been a game changer for me. But it's something that. When you want to go somewhere or be something or or strive to something, you got to start playing the part. Yeah. Because I'm from my football days, you know, visualization was so key. Where it was like, well, if you want to get a touchdown and go to the end zone, it's like, well, where are you going to go? And you would visualize that field. You're、mm-hmm. not people trying to block you. You're not、uh, things come at you from the side. But you had to have that vision and be able to see yourself there. Because for me, and that 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 was also another way of saying, get fucking clear on what you want, clarity. Yeah. Right, because、right. clarity, clarity does breed mastery, right? Yes, to, to a degree.、Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do to to get all your great ideas out? Yeah, I love this. So I, I have a similar process to you. I also have two small kids that I'm with full time. So I wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See, I love it. And the reason for that is because polarity, you- polarity. There we、oh, go.、No. Let's go. Ah, look at. See, look at. <laughs> look at the face. I'm reading your face.、Yeah. You're doing the ground. I'm、You're、like I'm、grunt. leaning in. Yeah. The- Yeah, there you go. It's so good. I love waking up at 5 a.m. because one, for two reasons. One, your subconscious mind is very, very active first thing、mm. in the morning. You can download things that are outside of your box far easier than later in the day. Like when you said you have to, you, you said something that I loved earlier in the conversation. You have to get outside of yourself.、Mm. You have to get outside of yourself. It generates novelty, and novelty generates focus, and you need focus to go. Where you want to go, right?、Mm. So the subconscious mind is 
active in the morning and then your dopamine Mm. is far more active first thing in the morning so there's Mm. this feeling of like you know i can accomplish anything so i wake up in the morning and the first thing i do is i i'll do a meditation Mm. and i actually have created my own hypnosis that are just for me because it's in my own words and in my own language but i do have a free hypnosis it's 11 minutes that anyone can download Mm. if you listen to that thing every day for 21 days or even just once it, it will change your life. I mean, I've gotten mm. phenomenal feedback because what it does is it's a, it, it allows you, it gives you permission to step outside of your box and then to actually create the neural pathways in your actual neurology that, and strengthen them that will then automatically fire mm. around who you're becoming, not mm. who you were yesterday, not who you necessarily are right now, but who you're becoming. And it mm. gives you that permission to really claim what it is that you want. Because if you're not being, this is this is so important. If you're not being brutally honest about what you really want, if you're caught up in your head about what you think you want or mm. what you've been told you should want, it's not going to happen because you're mm. actually not going to create enough dopamine to keep going through the struggles. 100%. That's, that's the BDNF, brain uh, brain derived neurotropic factor, right? Where in the morning, that's why they suggest exercise because this is when your old brain cells leave and then you generate new brain yeah. cells, right? And this mm-hmm. is why the morning I think is key. What what is what is one thing you're extremely insecure about yourself on? Um, one thing I'm extremely insecure about my my biggest struggle right now is is having a life that is meshed with my motherhood and my work. Ooh, that fucks yes. with me a lot. Oh. You know what I mean? Because I I am so motherly, like I'm yeah. really motherly, and I have this this intrusive constant battle of like, but my kids take me away from my purpose, and and Ooh. I I can some days feel like wow I did both really really well, but yep. other days it's a shit show. Damn. Because once I get working and, and it's in alignment with my purpose and my heart and I'm activated, you know, I'm like, mm. I don't want to stop. I just want to keep going. And then I got to go pick them up at three. From Correct. School. And then they might have had a bad day. And then I'm like, well, let me just put everything of myself to the side and be present for them. And that messes with me. That's probably my biggest my biggest thing right now. I could give you a tip on that because I, I've, I've experienced that a lot. I mean, I, I, I very much did design my life. I think that the things that happened in my life were, you know, before I was born into a certain, I come from very humble beginnings. You know, my mom and I, um, I didn't have a dad, but mm-hmm. when she passed away at 13, I mean, obviously it's out of my control, very traumatic. Um, but you know, forced me to do a lot of things, but I, my biggest desire was to have my own family. So I always knew I wanted kids. I kind of knew the age I wanted to have kids, but I also knew what I wanted in place. So I wanted to have part of my thing about being an entrepreneur was I couldn't find anything that I liked. So I created my own job, Yeah. Uh, but then I also want to own my own calendar and I own my own time because mm-hmm. I'm not, my wife and I, we literally co-parent. I, we go to all the events, the school stuff, volunteering, you name it. And dad's always there. And, and there's not a lot of other dudes there. I, I barely see any guys. There's right. a couple, but yeah. I'm like, how the fuck can I completely be beast mode and mm-hmm. savage? Because this is this is a part of who I am. I mean, I'm a yeah. fucking beast. Yeah. Okay. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, I still want to do fucking Care Bears and Door the Explorer and all this shit. I got to do that. So I'm doing that. And that's where Savage Servant mm-hmm. is beautiful because when people say it's the long game, fuck yeah, it's a long game. And it is a marathon. Mm-hmm. But 
for what you and I are doing, where you're saying, I want my purpose, but I, was, I love my kids. And those are part of the soulful currency count. You have to become a really fucking great sprinter. So I don't believe you got to work 12, 13, 14 hours right. a day to get success. I believe you have to do like five, six hours of fucking genius work. Yeah. I mean, mastered in, not distracted, not doing this hard. So I literally go to work at my desk and I leave it all. I mean, five hours, I'm done. Right. My head is done. Mm -hmm. And then it's kids, school, sickness and all that. And yeah. so that's the way I do it. And I'm like, nope, because a part of loving myself and respecting myself is also being patient with myself. Mm. And so I've learned to be very patient of myself. And I, I'm like, Ryan, okay, today was a little fucked up because, you know, your kids are sick and you're doing this and that. But look what you did yesterday. Yeah. Look what you did tomorrow. And that thought alone, and it's so subconscious now where it's, hey, this is, yo, this is, I'm living in my dream life. Mm -hmm. And so for you, I would just say, be patient with yourself but for lack of better words, don't be a pussy because what you're doing by that is like not giving the gratitude to yourself, but also your situation. And the reality is, is that what you're doing right now is going to lead to you having everything you fucking want. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. Right. So that would yeah. be my tip. Be patient with yeah. yourself. You're going to get there. Um, and when you have time, make it count. Yes, exactly. And it, it right? does. Too. What I do is I, I'll work, 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 and then I can't shut it off. Oh, and then I run into yes. the, you know what I, mean? I can't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you know what? I mean, hey, sit in your own, sit in your own patient chair, you know, because yeah, that's, that's totally. huge. No, you're, yeah. and you're right about that. And I wouldn't necessarily say I shut it off, but it, because it's a part of my value system, I'm like, well, if value one for me is family, value two is business. This is where I don't I don't do a lot of friends. I don't do wings with the boys. I don't do any of that. I'm very much work, family, family. Yeah. And if there's any Thank time you. left over, then it's just me. It's just me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yo, I, I think we're, we're going to wrap this. I could talk to you forever. I hope we I can know. do this again. It's I'll, so fun. Do you, do you have guests on your podcast. I'd love to be a guest. This is great. I'd love that. You know, I only I started a podcast a couple months ago and I have one episode. So it's oh, is, that, is that the one that I listen? Is that the one that's on your website? I think so. Yeah, Rewired and Inspired podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, my last question to you is: What can I do for you? Is there anything I, I always ask my guests this question, yeah. and it's a fucking great question because the reactions on it, yeah, it's kind of priceless. Like it, yeah. you know, because because people don't ask that question at the end of their their interviews a lot of the time. So what can I do for you? Yeah. What can you do? Well, thank you for asking. I very much appreciate that. You're, you're I, I would love to get the free hypnosis out to people, you sure. know, especially if you have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen in to up level in their career, up level in their personal life. And just, and just, it's just, it's, it's, it's so beautiful just to create that. I love that. I, I'm going to include all your stuff in our, in our show notes and everything. Perfect. Um, Kate, this has been, this has been so great. Um, is there anything else you'd like to to bestow on our audience? I'll let you, I'll let you at the end, uh, you know, say, Hey, where, where can everybody find you and all that good stuff. But is there anything else based on our chat that you're like, I always want to say this. Yeah. I, the main thing that I really want to say, and one of my main messages is to not be afraid of the darkness inside of you, of the bad things, because when you're so focused on where you're headed, what actually happens is, and you create all those neural pathways, you're moving towards it. 
you actually create a, a different vibrational state, a different frequency inside of you. And so the old things, the old you that vibrates at a lower frequency, it can't come with you. And so in order for it to be released, to die off, it gets activated, you know, and so many people get stuck in like, oh, you know, I was doing so good. And then I fell off the bandwagon. Fuck that. No, you didn't. You were doing so good. You up leveled so much. And now your 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 literal body has handed you on a silver platter. Hey, and this is what needs to be processed because every single negative emotion has a reason for being there and you don't have to linger in it. It doesn't have to consume you, but you have to touch it so that you can release it. You know, I love, I love that. Have you been on any other podcasts before? Yeah. Lo- lots. Like how many podcasts have you been on? Um, a good handful, maybe like six or seven. And do you enjoy it? I love it. You do. Yeah. yeah. I just, your, your content is great. So um, I love that everybody who's listening, this has been another episode of the Rhino show podcast. Listen, if you have not smashed a five-star uh, review on iTunes, all those good places, please do. And always, again, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all that. But remember, everybody, you know, you know our mandate is curiosity. And again, my savage servants out there, listen, life is beautiful. Design it. Be your full self on purpose. Kate Kelly, what's up? Come on, man. It, it was great. Thank you. You're, you're awesome. Such a pleasure to have you on. We're so glad you enjoyed this episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Please don't forget to smash that five-star review as Team Holtz will love you for it. Also, say hi to Ryan anywhere on social media using the handle at Ryan Holtz one That's R-Y-A-N-H-O-L-T-Z, the number one. And if you or your business is looking to expand your brand, book a brand jam with Ryan using the link in the show notes.